going on, y'all? It's your boy KG. It's your boy LB. What's the deal? Man, we're going back at it. Episode 21. Been long to loving sports. We back. We back. We back. What's the word? Man, nothing much. You know me. Boy, shit on spring break. So I was <laughs> able to finally get one in since, you know what I mean? We got some time off and stuff. What about right. you? Man, you know, uh, work, man, trying to set myself up for the future. You know, uh, the future is now. So, you know, I'm trying to... Uh, I got bit by the entrepreneur bug, so you know, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to lay the groundwork for that. Yeah, but that's really it. You know, nothing special. I'm in that same lane, man. You know, I got my uh, little consulting joint going right. off right now with right. the education and everything. So, had I booked a couple jobs for that, so that's been rolling for me. Just trying to keep it going, man. Okay, that's so I can get up out. It's the education world working for somebody, working right. myself. You know what I mean? Yeah, consulting work is. Uh, that's that's something else that I've actually kind of looked at. So uh, I definitely know that the, the possibilities are endless. Yeah, you know, doing that, especially if you could really, you know, get something that people need. Yeah, I really. Yeah. So what else been going on, man? It's been a minute. Yeah, that's been pretty much it. You know, uh, I was starting my uh, dissertation. Okay. You know what I mean for this PhD. So hopefully, you boy be going into his next year. Dr. KG. Yeah, basically by then. Hopefully by next year at this time we'll be able to say that. And uh we'll keep it moving forward from there, man. You know, trying to grow. Bit, 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 bit. So um man, it's been a lot. A lot has happened since we last since we last got together. Um uh, I know the most pressing thing uh is free agency. We're gonna get to that, of course. Yeah. Uh think another story that was probably big about a week and a half, two weeks ago, was our boy, especially your boy being a Duke fan. Oh yeah. Uh Zion Williamson. Yeah. Uh possibly, you know, ending his, his college career early. It was uh it was a scare with the shoe and all that, but yeah, you know, so luckily it wasn't anything major. Right. So why we own that man, just like tell me your your perspective on that because you know, when it first happened, it was just like the whole media world, everybody pretty much had an opinion on it and was telling him to shut, shut it down, down shut, shut it down. down. You know what I'm saying? And, and like for me, I was just sitting there thinking like, I don't like, of course I have my own opinion on it, but I was just like, man, what is, we haven't heard from Zion though. Right. And right. that whole time he was quiet. I was like, it's this dude's decision. You know what I'm saying? And right. it was just like, and it's crazy because he could easily have been manipulated into something because he is young still. So it just kind of just shows like, the type of you know background he has to him to make his own decision. Yeah, right? and um, now I I heard everybody and I understood yeah. um, what everybody was saying, and I felt like everybody took a um, a college football approach to it. You okay. know, Ed Oliver shut it down this year. Uh, yeah, Bosa, Bosa shut it down this year. Bosa. I remember uh, Jadavion Clowney shut it down his last year. You know, still the number one overall pick. Yeah. Uh, so I think everybody was approaching that like it was football, like like there's real, you know, danger at every turn, you know, of the game. And in basketball, it's not like that. You know, basketball, there is a risk for injury, but it isn't as high as football. Um, so I felt like, you know, it's his decision to make. If you want to play, cool. If you don't want to play, I get it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? You got a lot riding on it. Uh, my issue – with it, and I, I spoke to you about this, is Zion Williamson wouldn't have been the first projected lottery pick to right. be gone for the year. Right. When uh, when Darius Garland 
towards ACL, there was no talk of should players shut it down, should players go straight to the league, you know what I'm saying? When Bo Bo broke his foot, yeah. same thing, you know, and these guys, uh, before John Morant, you know, mm-hmm. ascended, yeah. uh, Darius Garland was projected to be the first point guard drafted. You know what I'm saying? So it wasn't like they were scrubbed. They were a lot of people. Nah, yeah, he's a real dude. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So um, my issue was like, you know, like let's be consistent with what we want. Like let's not overreact to this because it's the biggest star in the game. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like let's be fair. Let's be consistent. And let's spread that critique around. Yeah. Because these dudes really do have a, a decision to make. You know what I'm saying? Do I go play for one year, risk my injury, risk my body? Or do I, you know, chill, do what um, Mitchell Robinson mm-hmm. that played for the Knicks? He didn't go to college. Uh, he was still a first-round draft pick. And he's actually shown to be all right. You know what I'm saying? I mean, uh, yeah, Manuel Moutier. Moutier. Well, he went overseas. Well, he went overseas, but yeah. that's kind of count that is, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, but yeah. they're still playing basketball. Right. Like, you know, Mitchell, he didn't play no basketball. Uh, Baisley, that was Baisley. supposed to be in Syracuse right now. Uh, he's not playing any basketball. He's just training. Uh, he already got a million thanks to uh, Clutch Sports. Yeah. So that's big. Uh, and he'll still be a first-round draft pick most likely. Oh, yeah. So I didn't have a problem with anybody trying to give their input. I was just more upset with, like, the fact that when it happened to other kids, like, no one said anything. Yeah. You know, like, all these this, – this is important to every kid that has this opportunity. Yeah. So this is a conversation that – people do need to have. And I think the NBA starting to react to these conversations because they could lower the uh, draft age to 18 as early as this year. They proposed. Yeah. yeah. They probably proposed and everything. So, yeah. I mean, you made some, some really good points, man. It was just like, um, it kind of goes, it, for me, it goes back to, like you said, that there is a rule set in place. Right. Of course, we all hate rules. We, we wish, you know what I mean? Some of them weren't in place, but it was a rule and he decided to go with it and go to, to do. Yeah. And, he said it from from jump. He even when he first hurt, him, hurt himself, it was never crossed his mind that he was even going to shut it down. He was like, "I built a bond with these dudes. Yeah, these are my that. brothers, my players. Like, so I'm going to come back and play." You know what I'm saying? Without yeah. it, I think it's just be hard to keep him off the court anyway, just because he's at Duke and he's still going to be a part of his atmosphere. Yeah. And you still want him just to sit there and watch. I think that would have been too hard for him to do in the first place. And I think he he like he's killing the game right now. You yeah. know what I'm saying? No, but it would. Man, I honestly think that had he did say he's going to shut it down and say I'm not playing, Nike would get him a contract, even if he wasn't playing. I think he, he gonna, still would have got money regardless. He's going to get what he's going to get, period. Because yeah. everybody and, was and saying I, that he's a brand, he has to protect himself. And I, I feel like, like, man, like that regardless. Even if he was, I think if he had towards ACL against North Carolina, you know, God forbid, that ever happens. I believe I Nike, Nike really would still would have gave him a damn shoe deal probably that far that week. They would have had to, yeah, because. He blew out your shoe. Um, and a lot of people kind of dissing Nike for that, but I'm like, you man, know, nah, you, uh-uh. you you look at look at this size of, of, of this young man. Like, come yeah. on, he had on some some PG 2.5s. Oh, that's another thing though. So I don't know if you just caught it. It was like, I want to say the very next day, another kid broke out of his Adidas. See, I didn't even I, see that. Damn, I'm so mad. I forgot I forgot the but name it, of the kid. But he, it wasn't Nike, though. No, it wasn't Nike. He came out of his Adidas, but it wasn't blowing up like it nah. was. Because it was Zion, Zion it was Duke, North Carolina. Yeah. It was, you know I mean, all this thing. And they said, uh, they said that day Nike lost billions. Yeah. They went down the stock because of billions. But, but 
And then, like I said, the next very next day, a kid does the same thing, a different pair of shoes, and it's not even like. But people tear up shoes anything. all the time, especially athletes. Like I was listening to Charles Barkley, and he was like, "Man, I would wear the same shoe for like a week, and then I have to get out of it." Yeah, because he was like, "Man, we running, we jumping, we moving." He was like, "Man, them shoes break down, and when we big athletes like that, they break down faster." Oh yeah. So he was like, "There's no telling. That probably wasn't even a brand new shoe he had on." Nah, you know, you tell what. And again, uh, me and my homeboys, we were talking about how Zion needs to be playing in, you know, some phone posits. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, LeBron's, them them CB4s, and LeBron's, you know, the the Jordan 9s, the old school shoes, (laughs) you know what I'm saying, that that go give you the ankle support because he he just did. I mean, he, he an athlete that we have just never really seen uh we we seen guys that can jump we seen guys that can run but we never seen anybody do it at 285 290 pounds exactly and i, I ain't gonna lie i've gone on record as saying that if he wouldn't have went to duke where they have four other mcdonald's all americans come in with him and a fifth uh was it no three other mcdonald's all americans come in with him and then they had a fourth one starting out of DeSoto. Uh, so you start and five McDonald's All-American. You can't double-team anybody. Right. You know what I'm saying? So he, he's able to just play free and not really worry about being the focal point of the you know, opposing team's defensive strategy. So he's going to look a lot better than he is once he gets to the NBA where they oh, start yeah. doubling him. They yeah. figure out his weakness. Oh, he can't dribble. Let's make him put it on the floor, yeah, see, you know, that see, type of stuff, you know. So, I don't think about that, man. It's just like, for me, I don't have anything else bad to say about Zion. Just nah. because when he was in high school, I did kind of like shit on him in a sense. I was like, man, he's not gonna do this in college level. He probably gonna lose draft stock. Like, he's just big and trying to go everybody. And I said, I said the same thing about LeBron when he was in high school. Nah. And then, like, after that first game, I saw Zion with Duke. I was like, okay, now nah, he's a real deal. Yeah. I, I ain't got nothing else bad to say about this dude. Like, like I ain't can't I can't knock him for anything else. When he gets an NBA, if he gets stopped, it's gonna be it's gonna be a hard, it's gonna be some trouble trying to stop him. The only bad thing that I got to say about him is there's no way that you could continue to try and carry 285 pounds. Yeah. You saw what the what the Duke's um trainers say. They said that they actually they don't do anything weight for him. Everything I'm, he does is body strength, his own body strength. I'm pretty sure it is. And it, which makes sense, like I said, but, because if you're trying to weight, shit, he get three hundred easy. He he needs to get he don't on, need to be that he big. needs to get on the meal plan. Mm-hmm. Uh, like they 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 really need to shed all excess weight off of him that they can. Yeah, be it through meal plan, be it through extra cardio, whatever. Because uh, if he's not a workout warrior, his weight can balloon like that. Oh, yes, yes, yeah, it's all around the body frame. You can you can see that. Yeah, it's so written all over. So that's that's my only concern with him. Uh, and I tell people all the time, I'm like, man, you know, as of right now, he just 285-pound Gerald Green to me. You know, he just jumped real high, you know. Yeah. But uh, he had an opportunity to do some things that, that ain't been done. He just got to work on the game, just like every other kid to come out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But yeah, uh, you got me, of course, your uh, Final Four. Yeah, man. So I'm thinking – 
I hate going to number one, number two seeds, man, because it never happens that way. Well, if you could just pick four teams right now. That's what I'm saying. I'm trying to think, like, who. Of course, you know, I got to go to Duke. Of course. And then I'm going to roll with, I'm thinking actually, um, I think Kentucky might surprise. I'm about to say, people. I think Kentucky gonna sneak in there. I think it's surprising people, man. They might even get a number one seed. Yeah, Kentucky, and I'm trying to think just who else. Gonzaga. I know they've been slipping lately, but they play some good basketball, man. And if they can pick it up at the right time going into the tournament, it's just they forget. If they feel like a, a high seed where they get like some pretty easy teams and nobody really just presses them, I think they can. If they click at the right time, Gonzaga might surprise some people. And then my sleeper. It's always I gotta go with Buffalo, man. Really? <laughs> Buffalo be eating like on the low. But man, if, I, if, I, I see depending like, on what part of the bracket they get, man. Buffalo might do some damage. I gotta watch Houston because Houston got this crazy record. Oh man, it, yeah, man. And, and you know the state of Texas always got hoopers. Like Texas yeah. Tech, good right now yeah. too. You know, uh, and they, they they remind me of each other so much. Yeah. It's like they'll be they'll beat the the mess out of somebody and then turn around and lose somebody sorry. Even though their records show, you know, right. if you look at the losses they have, it's just like you'd be like, "Why they lose to them?" So if if I'm gonna pick four teams, I got Duke making it. I got Kentucky making it. Um, I'm gonna pick. Man, I, I can't trust Houston or Ted. I want to pick <laughs> one. I want to pick one of them real bad. Yeah, but I I can't I can't trust Ted. Mm-hmm. I can't do it. I can't I can't trust them to like. Stay at the top of that game long enough to make it. Yeah. Uh, but I don't want to go traditional. My my brackets always be tore up, but it's the fun part about. It. That's why I love Mark Madness. I don't even watch it throughout the year. I just be watching it to see if yeah if my crazy picks make it. So I'm gonna go with Duke. I'm gonna go with Kentucky. I'm gonna make a splash. I'm gonna say Florida. I don't know why. They was hooping, but Florida they be, upset LSU. Yeah, Florida be hooping. Uh, LSU got so many uh. Big old kids on that team, man. I don't know how they do it. But uh, Florida just come together and do it. They can shoot. All the they time. Good shooters. Yeah, they All the time they do. And then uh, my last one, I'm going to go West Coast. I don't want to say Gonzaga, man. I don't want to say <laughs> uh, Gonzaga. I'll go ahead and say Gonzaga. Yeah, I sure don't want to, though. But I'm actually I'm actually rooting for Murray State. I like John Moran. That boy, man. Cold, I like man. him a lot. I just know they're going to have enough. So I think it all, I just want them to upset a team or two. And it all stacks up to where they I think I think they definitely yeah. do that. It all stacks up to where they land at in the bracket. If they can get uh sweet sixteen, that'd be big. Yeah. Cause I, I can't nobody in college hold him. I think he I think he can possibly get them get them to that. Uh that'll be big. That'll yeah. be like some D Way stuff. You know what I'm saying? D Way yeah, made it to what the final four, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh that's that's something that I really do want to see. Yeah. And I want other people to watch him too, man. He got a he got an NBA game. Like if 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 I can talk to yeah, yeah. if I can exactly. talk to any kid that wants to be an NBA point guard, I would tell them to stay away from those blue blood colleges. Yeah, you know the coach K, Roy Williams, Coach Self at Kansas. You know maybe Calipari because Calipari will just let you play. Um, but like um, Seven Woods, for example. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like. If he would have went to a school that just let him play his game, he probably would have been in the league. You yeah. know what I'm saying? But when you go to these blue blood colleges, you you playing for a coach a certain way, that's yeah. trying to get you to play his way, run his system, things like that. Yeah. So, um, 
like I like John Moran. He's he's a, he's a leader, all that. Man. He, he he do it all. He fight. He's a fighter on the court. He Athletic abilities. Yeah, through the roof. Uh, he remind me of Dame. Yeah, he like Dame out there. That's man. a good comparison. Yeah, yeah, man, that's crazy. Yeah, man. So we got our picks in for March Madness. Hopefully, okay. you know we watching the boys as we get closer to it. It's a selection Sunday coming up. So we definitely can sit down and watch that, man. Everybody get today, your, right? Yeah. yeah. Everybody get your brackets together, get ready for it. Um, and we might post some brackets on the Facebook page. Yeah, we might need to do that. Yeah. And then, uh, but yeah, so let's move on, man. Keep moving. So now we got uh, NFL trades. This is, <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of happy about this just because I want to talk to you, most yeah, definitely. Yeah, you got to talk to me. Just uh, because I know you, you're the Giants fan. No, actually, I got traded. So. <laughs> Uh, we'll, we'll get on. We'll, we'll talk about that though. So yeah, man. But that was like. So you got you lost y'all. The Giants lost Landon Collins. Odell got moved around. Mm-hmm. We got uh, Antonio Brown got moved around. That was crazy. As far as part of the big names. That was crazy. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, most definitely was crazy. We, we can start with that just because as far as the what they gave up. I mean, you talking about for the Antonio Brown or for Antonio Brown? Well, really, Oakland didn't give up nothing. That's what I'm talking about. They didn't like, give up nothing. They, I mean, granted, they had a sorry record last year, but they, they were, that was, that was great on their part. You telling me you have Antonio Brown, the consensus number one receiver in the league for like the last four years, mm-hmm. and you trade him to a team with three first round picks, yep. and you don't get one. You don't get one, man. You try to get one, man. That's crazy. I know Antonio Brown wanted to be gone. Yeah. And I know y'all wanted him to leave. You just don't let him just go just on the low like that. Come on, man. He's too good for that. So uh, Pittsburgh is falling apart. I like what Antonio Brown like said. Pittsburgh, they're not going to rebuild like that. Yeah. I, I mean, they got Juju. Juju is I like nice. that. That's what I'm saying. Uh, Connor is nice as a running back, too. So they, they leveled up. Yeah. It ain't like they got scrubs coming in, in the fold. They got some, some, some hitters. Behind him, yeah. And Pittsburgh always keep a good receiver. I don't care as long as I can remember from back Heinz Ward, Plexico Burst, they keep a good receiver. You know, Mike yeah. Wallace, uh, Emmanuel Sanders, uh, Santonio Holmes like that's just what they do. Uh, so I'm not really worried about that. My thing is, one, uh, Antonio Brown touched on some things that was like beyond football, and a lot of the those traditionalist uh, ex-athletes, you know, guys that been around the game for a long time, they felt like he was in the wrong for for taking up for himself and speaking about how he felt and, and how he he was perceived in the public. Yeah, I mean, you know that's, but that's that's the part that I hate though because it's like a lot of times they before you even get to get to the actual player to hear what they got to say, it's like the media and already destroyed yeah. them, and like I hate that about a society we have now. So I was glad that he got to say what he had to say, but I think it was just I wish he got to say it sooner. Because yeah. you know, I mean, we didn't even hear about the whole Mike Tomlin story until now. Yeah. That was early in the season. You know what I'm saying? I was because it, it it gave me a bad piece of my mind. I was like, damn, maybe he didn't even show up to practice. He just quit going. But even then, after he said that, it was like I was listening to Teddy Bruschi the other day, and he mm-hmm. was like, uh, when he had his uh Raiders press conference and they asked him about how he left uh the team, yeah. he was like, well, I felt like he should have took some more accountability for, you know, what happened. And I'm like, it's a Raiders 
press conference. Why do y'all want him to still talk about exactly. the Steelers? Let him move on. That's over and done yeah. with, you know, and and he already addressed it. Yeah. You know, watch the, the, the shop. He talked about that. He said that it was the end of the year. He felt like, you know, he knew what was at stake. We're trying to make the playoffs. Uh, no one has ever questioned his passion for the game. And he said, you know, he wanted to kind of chill, you know, with the hard practice. And Tomlin was like, well, you can just go home. Which is like, just so y'all know that, like, like that's not – I mean, that's, I want to say that is, that's actually normal for players to say that. Yeah, that's not uncommon. People get shut down all the time. When I shut down, they get their rest period. Like, yeah. you hear about veterans. Me being a Cowboys fan, they used to do shit all the Romo didn't practice on Yeah, Wednesdays. Romo never practiced on Wednesdays. Him and Jason Whitney. So it was like. Yeah, that's, what, that's what veterans get. You it's know veterans what I'm get. And that's, yeah. what I, that's what he was going for with that. He's just asking, like, hey, I'll bang up. Let me get a day off or something. You know what I'm saying? Well, and, let me just be on the sideline. Yeah. He didn't say, let me go home. Right, exactly. Yeah. Tom was like, he, he sound like Tommy got his feelings like, well, shit, you can just go home. Yeah. And then, you know, and, and, so. and, and then he spoke to the whole way Ben Roethlisberger uh, handled the team. And I just don't see how anybody, any adult male, could, could sit there and allow one of their peers, because Ben Roethlisberger wasn't a coach, like mm-hmm. their peers. How does it feel to allow him to just say, you didn't do this, you didn't do this, you didn't do this. This is why we lost. Like, there was a point where Antonio Brown was mad at the end of the game because he's wide open in the end zone. Ben Roethlisberger threw a pick. Yeah. Ben Roethlisberger get on his little radio show, and he was like, uh, Antonio, you know, he had the right to be mad, but, you know, that play wasn't my fault. He was like, the reason I didn't go to him is because, you know, I'm taking my reads, and my reads had me go in another direction. So it's really not my fault that, you know, I didn't throw him the ball. Yeah. And it's like, it's not your fault that you didn't see your best receiver wide open and you threw a pick to lose the game yeah. at the end of the game. He like, deflected the wrong way. Yeah, he, was like, trying to, he was trying to save his own ass. Right. And and for him to do that, and then the GM come out and say, we'll let him do whatever he wants. You know, he can handle these guys like, like you know, like there's kids. Nah, come yeah. on, bro. Yeah. So I'm, I'm not with that. Uh we can move on. We can talk about you know the, yeah. the other things. I know you're so a Cowboys go, fan. Man. Yeah, I'm a Cowboys fan. But first, I'm gonna talk. I want to talk to you and your, and your Browns team right now. First, for yeah, a second, man. man, man because we look great. Oh, be, <laughs> I'm so, excited. Yeah. So you well, you know I me. Mean, I'm I'm no stranger to the whole looking great on paper because you know the Cowboys right. have been doing that for years. But I honestly, I actually feel it. Like I like the Browns look actually real great on paper. I can't wait to see them. And it just broke today that you know. Um, Kareem Hunt got eight eight game suspension, so which can always end up being just six. You know exactly, after you know, so if uh they would get him back then, and hell, I wouldn't be surprised if they were at least five and three by then. Because and then you got let me see, we got a big big story just broke. Bro, oh Ty- Tyreek Hill. So the Chiefs mm-hmm. down Hunt. That's what I was. That's all. Just that's all I was going with that. Yeah. Down Barry. Yeah. You down your two best pass rushers. I don't know what the Chiefs are doing. Yeah, but all you really have is Mahomes and Hill. Yeah. And I, I, I hope that this story with with uh, Hill is just like a freak accident. They said that. Oh, batteries! He, right. He said that he might have broke his child arm. Mm-hmm. 
So I'm hoping it's like a freak accident, a three-year-old boy. I don't see any human being doing something that would break their child's arm on purpose. That's just me, but you never know. Right. But it's setting up to where it's like, who's the top teams in the AFC right now? The Patriots. But you know, the AFC ain't never just been that strong like that. Right. And then you like you said, you got the Chiefs, they're going to be in trouble, man. Yeah. I think, if anything, the Browns is going to be the most exciting team to watch now. Easily. Just coming on top. You got Odell. I mean, just you know, stop the egos you got. You got Easily. Odell. It's, it's, it's must-see TV. Yeah, you got Baker, Mayfield, Landry. You know what I mean? But like, even if they just had those three, that's enough. That's to, enough. To be entertained. Right. But now when you start to calculate the other weapons they have, Man. they got tight end and Joku, who's good. Yeah. They just got the backup tight end from the Chiefs, who's pretty good himself. Yeah. Uh, you got two running backs. That are good. Chubb, Chubb almost man. went 4,000 yeah, last year. Duke. You know what Duke can do. Now you got Kareem Hunt. Yeah. It's like. So I'm saying. And it's so not it's, like the defense is bad last I'm year. I'm actually going to want to turn on the TV and watch the Browns now. It's going to be crazy. Like, They're going to they be on TV. You in know? my entire 30 years, 33 years on earth, I've never said that in my life. I want I, to watch the Browns on TV. I can't remember the last time I've seen the Browns play on primetime <laughs> television. But you can bet your bottom dollar. So just to watch the Browns, they're going to be on Monday night. Sunday night, Thursday night, and yeah, probably so there's, there's some Sunday stuff going to change around, yeah. most definitely. Yeah, they, they're going to start being on TV They more. might have four primetime games, yeah. you know, so. If anything, they're definitely going to be on NFL. They're going to be on yeah, NFL, NFL Network. And Lord forbid they start winning. It, it's going to be But crazy. that's what I'm saying. They ended the year pretty good last year, though. People just kind of, they kind of slept on it because it's the Browns, of course. Yeah, the Browns almost made the playoffs. That's what I'm saying. Like, if they would have beat the Ravens, they would have been in. Yeah, yeah, you never know. Had they had Baker Minfield started the whole year. Game, from game one. You never know what could have They lost a couple games that were very winnable. Right. So, uh, it's, you know, I'm actually, no biggie. So, like I said, I mean, I'm excited to watch the Browns, man, I, but, even though I'm a Cowboys fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But let me, let me talk about the Giants because I know people want to hear what I have to say because they know I know more than – the average person in Dallas is going to know. So, so the problem with the Giants, it goes all the way back to probably when they took – ain't no probably. When they took Eric Flowers over Todd Gurley, oh, yeah. that was the beginning of the end. Because, one, I understand the rationale behind it. You had Jennings there who was okay. Uh, definitely should have took a running back at that time. Um, they whoever was over scouting, they should have did a better job at scouting Eric Flowers because the problems that he had in the NFL, they couldn't have just popped up out of nowhere. He was oh, yeah. like terrible technique-wise. You know what I'm saying? That just don't happen overnight. So uh you take him and you stick with him. So you're sticking with him, you're sticking with Eli. Mm. And that's just a recipe for disaster. So the offense just it just died. You yeah. know, you got to fire Coughlin. Uh, before you fire Coughlin, they hired Steve Spagnuolo as a defensive coordinator who had just got fired from the Saints because he had the worst defense in the league. So you fire a guy and he gets hired for a job. That happens in the NFL all the time. So Steve Spagnuolo got the worst defense in the league with the Saints. He comes to the Giants that first year there. They have the worst defense in the league again. So there's two years straight on two different teams. This guy is the worst defensive coordinator in the NFL. So what do they do? They bring in a whole bunch of free agents. Yeah. And that was the year they made the playoffs, 2016. That was the first year Ben McAdoo was there. 
And it was something that happened that people don't realize, but Landon Collins had his best year because they had three cornerbacks and Landon Collins didn't have to cover anybody. He was just able to be like, like old school Roy Williams out there. You know, I just run around, make plays. So once they get rid of DRC, they don't have anybody to cover the slot. The team goes back to being sorry. Eli Apple, he regresses because it's his second year and just all these things start to happen. But you got Odell Beckham making a fool of himself out there. So it's easy to say Odell Beckham is causing locker room drama when really it's just a team suck. Eli suck. Yeah. Everybody suck. We all suck. Odell Beckham just the one who's like visibly showing that we suck and I, I can't stand this shit. And people have a problem with that. When you're an athlete and you're getting paid all this money, they want you to not show your frustration. Yeah. When you show your frustration as a millionaire athlete, you get labeled as a baby, diva, uh, distraction. You I know, mean, I think they just. So I think I think who were there's a Shannon Sharp or somebody brought up a good point where when Odell got into that big um, the big scuffle with with, with Josh, with Josh Norman. Norman. I, I listened to that, and you know, it's when he said that's when Tom Coughlin should have did something there, mm-hmm. and he didn't, and they, Odell it kind of let Odell lead to be like, oh well, shit, I can show my most as much as I need to now, and they gonna have my back. And I think that was, I kind of so I kind of see where they were going with that point as far as he should have stepped up and said something or did something there. Not to, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not trying to say you need to mute Odell. Right. All I'm trying to say is you need to temper his attitude. You know what I'm saying? But my thing is that point that Shannon Sharp had would have been valid if the antics got greater. Like yeah. Chris Bussard was on the show when Shannon Sharp said that, and he was like, "Well, what has he done since then? He hasn't done anything." Right, it was just you no, know what I'm saying? no, no. What I'm saying is, um, he hadn't done anything. You're right. right. Most definitely right. So, but the but the media, yeah, makes it seem like he did something. He's, right, everything he does, he's crying on the sideline for right. his helmet. Right, they're blowing it up like he's the only player that does it. Right, or like it's and just it's, some it's, crazy and, thing ordeal. And it's easy for him to become the scapegoat when he became the scapegoat. Yeah, all these other things that I just listed that really led to the demise of the team. Yeah, it just goes you know unheard of. Like you you. Eli Manning is counting like $23 million against the cap this year, the last year of his deal. Yeah. They don't have a, a, a plan in place to, you know, where's it successful? The rumor is they don't even want to get Haskins. That's the rumor. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And really right now, it doesn't make any sense for them to get Haskins because Odell is gone. You got Barkley. If I'm a Giants, real talk, I'm trading Barkley. Like, why am I keeping Barkley on my team when I'm I'm losing? Like, I mean, shit, he's selling tickets. You, I feel, but I mean, still, you, but I feel, I you feel got, bad for I feel bad for Barkley. I now. feel bad for him too. You got Sterling Shepard there, who's in a contract year. Mm-hmm. Then you pay Tate, thirty-one years old, four years, thirty-six million dollars. When you got a younger Tate on your team right now, yeah, you know what I'm saying, like. Everything that they're doing at this point from, like, even before Gettleman got there, like, those front office moves that the Giants have been making for, like, the last five years have been one failure after the next. And I was happy that I got traded. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was mad at first, but then I looked on the bright side, you know, Cleveland Browns, here we come. So uh, my jersey's on the way, and I don't want to hear – don't say nothing to me about who I, who I cheer for. 
I've been cheering for the Browns for a long time now anyway, so. I mean, you know me, shit. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't cheer for a few NBA teams the past few years, so yeah, like, I can't even much I can say, though. So differently, though. People, they don't want you to jump football team. Homer, yeah. But I was, it's I mean, just, just before we move on, touch on, uh, touch on the Cowboys for a second, okay. man. Okay. Oh, yeah, uh, Cowboys have a lot going on, too. They ain't, they, they haven't done enough, in a sense. You know, I, I'm, I'm, I get to where you're going, but yeah. I'm going to segue to that. Um, so, in free agency, and the Cowboys do this every year, man. They, <laughs> golly. You have the big names out there, and they refuse to chase any of them because I guess Jerry, Jerry doesn't like to do that anymore. Me, you know, me. he used to do that. Hold on, let me because then because he used that. to, you know, because he, he used to do that a lot, especially when he got when he got Dion, he got the big names like that. Yeah, got To and and I think he's just now he's trying to get to the point. He's trying to get to the Patriot way. He always refers back to that, especially his son. His son says it a lot that you know the Patriots are the ideal organization. It's, it's, and they want to get to that where it's not too much distractions inside of it and like that. So they feel like they don't make they don't bring these big names in because we have we already have what we have. But I was but we don't have a coach that the Patriots have, but we don't mm-hmm. have the culture that they have. So you can't expect these players to play like that. You gotta win and think we're gonna win the way they do, especially in our division. So it's just not gonna happen. You gotta win rings. You gotta win rings and. For us to be up and down, we make the playoffs and then miss the playoffs completely yeah. next year. We it's just back and forth every year. Been doing that for like the past ten years, actually. Because the Patriots, they get rid of fan favorites, most definitely. But they win them rings, so the fans just kind of just you know they have they, but they have a formula though. And the Cowboys, they still searching for a formula, so that's well, what I don't get. And then so our biggest offensive, our biggest acquisition this offseason was Jason Witten, and we have doing? the and we have the. We we have the third highest paid fullback in the NFL. That was our big acquisition this year, and both of them were re-signed. shout out to UNT, UNT alum. Yeah, exactly, I ain't hating on you for that, but I just wish you would at least got Earl, Eric, Landon, somebody. You know but what though? I get it why we didn't, but it was just just me as a fan. You want to have that name on the defense because we haven't had that so long on the defense side. We would just be like, oh yeah, we got so and so coming in today. Marcus Ware was kind of that, but he was he's too, like you said earlier, he's too blue collar. Yeah. We don't have like that. We never had like that nasty person that's gonna bring like that swag or to whatever Marcus, to defensive side. Lawrence, he's that, but he ain't as good as DeMarcus. No, nah, that's what I'm saying. That's, but, he's, he's waiting for his money, but he not, he 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 wants that top. Everybody talking about paid. this Patriots way. He's not gonna get it, man. He might get traded. DeMarcus Lawrence might get traded. If we being real. But, but with, you you can't trade him though because we got we don't have anybody else. Being gone, Randy, Randy Gregory, Gregory being yeah, gone, you can't like, really. Taco Charles and he came out the way he's supposed for, to force people hand. You know what I'm saying? Uh, now I felt like if they would have got Earl Thomas with the defense they had, like it's all or nothing Super Bowl this year. Like to me, the only problem with Dallas's defense is they have no ball hogs. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? They generate no turnovers. You got. These great tacklers at the linebacker position. These guys, they can also cover. You got a solid pass rusher. Uh, your defensive tackles, they're they not bad. You yeah. know, they, they ain't like world beaters, but they definitely hold their own. Um, I love the cornerbacks. I love uh, Cheeto. Uh, I love Byron Jones. Oh, yeah. Yeah, um, all them pretty good. But they don't get picked. Yeah. Like, they don't get beat, they but don't. you don't get picked. Earl Thomas get picks. Yeah. Earl Thomas, he could change the culture on the back end of the defense. Like, hey, 
uh, you in position for that. Pick that off. You know what I'm saying? There's been a lot of plays where Byron Jones has been in position to get an interception. Yeah. But he just make the play. You know he, what I'm saying? And I think – but I think we'll see. They'll be better just because they have another year under that um, – the quarterbacks coach, I, I just secondary think, I, coach, I, I passing think, coordinator. I'm sorry, I'm missing I think his, it, uh, his title, passing I think coordinator. It, it stems from the head coach. Yeah. I think uh, Jason Garrett is a safe coach. Oh yeah. So he's, so his safeness just kind of permeates his way into the team. Like Dak is a safe quarterback. I mean, they've always had that bend don't break. Yeah, they've always had that, and that's cool. And it, you know what I'm saying? It was just. But you can't be a safe offense and a safe defense. Like somebody yeah. got to go. You know what I'm saying? Be a risk taker. And right. that and that's what kills Dallas, you know, in these big games because when Dallas is at their best, they don't lose to just anybody. They lose to some great teams. Aaron Rodgers ain't no scrub, you no. know what I'm saying? With the uh, and now that we found out what was Russell wrong Wilson with uh, all them, yeah, yeah, Russell Wilson, what was wrong with um Gurley's knee and all that? Yeah. Um, and really, what happened with the Rams is just you know they do the plays. Yeah. So that. But it's a lot of things going on with Dallas. I've been hearing that they think Sean Payton is really going to come back. Uh, he's never left. He he kept his home in South Lake the whole time. His kids go to school in South yeah. Lake. I, mean, uh, I, was, I would love that. And you know what I mean? That's what... I think a lot of guys want to work with Dak. I think a lot of guys see something in Dak. Like, to me, what I see in Dak is I see a guy that won't lose you games. Mm-hmm. And that's big. But I think, I think Dak is actually, he's actually on the cusp of being like a Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson, he's more of a risk taker, yeah. but they they got that same thing. Like they don't well, beat, they don't beat themselves. Yeah, you know that's what I'm saying. saying. I think and there's a lot of quarterbacks on. out there that just beat themselves every week. A lot of that warrior you know mentality mean? too. Like he, yeah, he not gonna get he down gonna do, himself. He, he do what going. you gotta do. He gonna you know? keep doing it. Yeah, like I might not be able to hit this man for thirty yards, but I'm gonna run and get that first down. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm, a lot I'm, of that in him, man. I think that's something that we haven't had from the Cowboys. And people get behind that too. Like my quarterback is tough and making plays. Yeah, I'm gonna make some plays myself. Cause I was one of them. I used to trash Dak last year, man. But then at the while, I was just like, man, he's really he's gonna do it all costs to take whatever it takes to get try to get that that extra yard. Yeah, I still stand for him. He can't throw whatever. the D ball, but no, I, I like I, it. I hate that. But yeah, he, he can't throw the D ball, but I, I like him that because he don't lose games. So I think my Cowboys are gonna be all right, man. Like I, I said, think they're gonna be all right. Uh, I think what they what they're betting on is uh the people that they got in house is good enough. Yeah, exactly. That's and, the, and they say that every year. And they, they they feel like they're progressing, and they feel themselves like they yeah. they draft picks that hit. You know what yeah. I'm saying? That that Jalen Smith pick it hit. That Lady Van Der and, and let's not forget hit. that this they, year they this year hitting dra- on these picks like this year's know? draft is pretty deep defensive wise. Not not on so the we back can't end, give up. We can't give up. But they don't have first I mean, round It's like as far as you don't want to second rounder, but you don't want to depend on the second rounder leading your defense either. Well, at the same time, they can build around it. That's why and I think that's where they're trying to the direction they're trying to go in as far as like, okay, he might not be, be that impact safety this year, but he's most definitely gonna play some and then going forward, because we have a young team. Yeah. We can keep yeah. building around that. And that's why there. a lot of people think that DeMarcus Lawrence might be traded. Because it's like you have all these young guys that you're gonna have to pay. You're gonna wanna keep the three offensive young guys together. Yeah. You know, you got your Troy, you got your Emmett, you got your playmaker. You wanna keep them together. That's that's a thing in Dallas. They, you know, that triplets thing. That's a thing that that Dallas fans want. So they want to keep those guys together. And then you do have a lot of good picks in this drive. So why not trade one of the best defensive ends in the NFL for a couple first round picks? You right. know, this year, next year, at least get back in this year's first round. So we're gonna see. 
We're going to see uh, in the last little bit about the Cowboys. Just as we – yeah, we're going to segue. Segue. Uh, wrap it up a little bit. But My, my guy, David Irvin. Yeah, man. And 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 just to kind of piggyback off what you said earlier, he 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 could have been that 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 monster, that beast that – He was good. That the Cowboys needed, that one person that was he, like they just, just raw. He you know was what I'm good. When, when he played to the, to the yeah. best of his ability, he was unblockable. Yeah, he could have brought, he brought that, that swag, if you want to say, yeah. to the team, man. He definitely did that. But, you know, a lot of you guys probably already seen it and heard of it. <laughs> he's decided to retire from the from the NFL. And he's transitioning into a new career. Which is a weed salesman. Which is cool. Yeah. You Legal, know. Legally. He wants to be a legally weed salesman because yeah. he feels he he he's, believes in it a lot. As far he's from as, California, right? Yeah. Okay. Yep. And he because he believes in it a lot as far as you know the healing purposes of it, and right? Stuff uh, like that. Stress. Stuff that we, we spoke right. to before. Um, you know, he he gave his little IG live video, and he was like, "Man, you know, they don't want me to smoke this, but they have no problem giving me." Painkillers, pain Percocets. We talked about that before. Yeah, yeah we talked about before. They have no problem getting us hooked on these painkillers yeah. and outlaw this right here, where it does the same thing without the chemical effects of a yeah. painkiller and thing. So, and I, I saw something about. I think he even had like a, almost like a commercial coming that came out, man. Where he has where he's doing a a, a drink with, with with CBD. Okay, and that's what he's trying to market because he's trying to start his own business with the whole weed thing and everything. But you know, it's getting back to the sports side of it. Like this is happening more and more, man. Like yeah. it's a lot, and it's and they keep trying to say it's a problem with these players. You know what I mean? Trying to make it seem like it's a bad thing, but when they're actually, if you talk to every player that says it, they all say the same thing. Man, right. I, I do it for stress. I do it for uh, for healing purposes. Right. It's anti-inflammatory. I don't even smoke. I'm, when I'm listening these. to these guys. Yeah. I'm, like, I'm like, don't hit the blunt one time. That's what I'm man. saying. They said in. Think about them having to play in these big games or just somebody constantly bashing into you. Brings you anxiety. Anxiety, yeah. you say, anxiety. And that's what they're doing it for. So then we all think about the alternative. What you said is these perfect sets and all type of stuff. Which is they, they just hand it to them like Skittles. And, but they're not calling that anything bad. Nah. So, and it's just because of a doctor's prescription. But right. It's just wild to me, bro. And I think uh, – I actually do think that, man, because we almost – I forgot. We're at like 30-something states now. That I, I, I don't even know the number. It, it's out like, there as far as it yeah, being like, legal and everything. Every man. time I look up, like somewhere else is, you know. Yeah. Um, and I think that – so I, I think eventually the NFL will have to – they're have to break down. They, I think – I personally think they're trying to figure out a way they can make money off of it before they just say – open floodgates and say, okay, we're legal now. Our sport. But the thing is, these states that you know have legalized it, you know, like how how are you trying? The NFL has it bad about trying to penalize people for something that's not wrong. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and it's like, how do you justify like all the crazy stuff that goes on, like if I'm in California or I'm in Seattle or Denver. How am I wrong for smoking when it's legal mm-hmm. in my state? You know what I'm saying? So it's, it's just it's just something that they really gonna have to talk about because Especially. you sent me the article with the with the NHL player. Yeah, exactly. Who smokes freely? 
every day. He says it every day. Yeah. Every day after game, after practice, he it's, it's part of a ritual for him when he goes and he smokes a joint pretty much and, every day. Yeah, and, and that, that game is just as violent as football. Probably not as violent. Yeah. But it's up there. You know, they bang their heads a lot. So um, there's a lot of guys in sports. You, we all know Al Harrington is, is really, really leading the um, – he he, as all of like ex athletes and all that. Yeah, Al, Al Harrington has really kind of you know led the pack as far as really becoming a legitimate marijuana businessman. Uh, yeah. So it's gonna happen. It, it it'll happen probably within the next three years. Where yeah, I think it's gonna happen pretty the bad. The major man. sports, you know, just find a way to legalize. Yeah, because I know? just I, I'm pretty sure you probably saw a lot of people saw it out there too. Um, Charlemagne the God and them Breakfast Club and they had Bernie Sanders on there. Mm-hmm. And Bernie Sanders said it. He's like one of our things that we're probably that we're going toward in our in our race is that you know we do want to legalize marijuana, um, so we can you know better O'Rourke same way. Yeah. So you know? you know what I mean. So I think it's, I think I most definitely think it's going to happen pretty soon, and the NFL will have to get on board. NBA too. Well, once once it becomes federal, if it becomes federal, that's going to be very hard. Mm-hmm. Um, but I can see it coming within the probably the next presidential uh the next presidential uh campaign or cabinet or administration i can see that that's something that they pass uh you know it's just something that they have to they have to kind of really address yeah especially with as many as 30 states legalizing it or decriminalizing it uh you're gonna have to do it but you know, for the people that listen, just because the state that you're in makes it legal or they de- decriminalize it, it don't mean that you can smoke and drive. Yeah. I because, mean, you still got your, yeah, your rules yeah. and stipulations. You can't A lot of people think, okay, yeah. it's legal. I can smoke and drive. No, they will get you for DUI. Or, yeah. You know what I'm saying? DWI. DWI. Like, they'll find a way to, you know, throw you in jail behind weed even though it's legal. Uh, you just need to be up on your game. Yeah. You definitely you know, get a DUI you know for it. Yeah. But yeah. you know what I'm saying? There's still laws like two words whereas how much you can buy right. when you go into these places. Of course you can hop around to different spots, but still, you know, yeah, what I mean? there's like, still some things that set in place for it to just you know for it just to happen. But for me, I, I don't smoke, but I, I promote weed culture. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I like going to the festivals. Yeah. Uh I want to go to one this year. Uh I went to Austin, the the, the reggae fest. Uh, my homeboys, they've been to Denver. Uh, we was talking about maybe trying to go to uh, Burner's Fest in yeah. uh, San Francisco. I just like it. It is like really laid back. It's really fun. You know, I don't smoke, but everybody's chilling and stuff. I like the atmosphere. Uh, so I don't have any problems with people that smoke yeah. weed. I used to, but, you know, as I got a little bit more mature and I realized how many people smoke, yeah. then, you know, I, I wasn't tripping no more of them, man. I just hope that, you know, it does come to a, some type of resolution, man, because we're losing too many. My thing is we're losing too many black males to the sport where they could, mm-hmm. where they actually found something that they're good at and they're thriving off of it, feeding their family from right. it. Right. Especially, I mean, just look at the, I, I think the two guys who play for Dallas is probably the biggest cases yeah. of guys that are throwing their careers away behind weed. Like, exactly. That's you know, you got one guy who's like clinically depressed. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Is well documented that he suffers from, you know, some depression issues and, and, and some bipolar issues. 
let them smoke his weed. Yeah. So I was saying, I just, instead of them just, you know, just kind of catch up with the times, man, and let's, let's let these dudes, let's focus more on other things that, you know, that's hurting the league or whatever else, as far as, you know, domestic violence or anything else that goes on. Really just putting, you know, a hammer on those rather than trying to get these little ticky-tack things. But yeah, man. So, uh, any parting words, bro? Man, all I really got is, you know, thank y'all again for always tuning in. We're definitely trying to keep the episodes coming. Right. Um, this is always a thin line from love of sports. So we're going to bring bring in the things that happen out in the real world and blend it in with sports and kind of just say, you know, how these athletes are actually humans too when they go through things that we go through in everyday life. Yeah, yeah. And um, one piggybacking off of that is with every sports story, there's always a, a, a line in it where they're trying to tie it into something that's going on, you know, outside the game. You know, right. there's no sports stories that are only sports stories. Every story that ESPN runs, there's some duality to it. So we're trying to do the same thing. You know, we're just trying to make it a little bit more relatable, a voice that you can hear and understand, a one that you can really feel. Um, and the last thing I got to say is tomorrow night, Texas uh, or Cowboys Stadium, Errol Spence, Spence. Yeah. Mikey Garcia. Uh, I won't be in town for it. I got to go to Oklahoma. But I'm if you guys are here, because we're going to drop this one, it's, you know, it's going to come out Saturday morning. Yeah. Uh, so Saturday, if you can make it, if you can get in the cheap seats, go. Because if that house is packed, that only helps Dallas. You know what I'm oh, saying? Yeah, Jerry okay. Jones, he's trying to bring other things here. The Final Four, uh, FIFA, uh, World Cup. Yeah, exactly. You know what I'm saying? Olympics. Yeah. Things like that. So pack that house, man. Pack that house. Yeah. I don't I'll, care who you rooting for, man. Just pack the house. I'll definitely be in the building. And I do want to do uh make one shout out, man, to my nephew, Cedric Battle, man. Yeah. Boy just completed up his uh his pro day at Central Arkansas. Um did his thing, man. Did his thing. Guys, look him up if you get a chance. Keep him in your prayers because he is trying to make something up his life, take care of his family, man, That's trying to right. make it to the NFL. So keep him in your prayers and keep rooting for him. And, uh, yeah, I just want to give him a shout-out to him. All righty. Well, big shout-out to you, Young City. And uh, Thin Line Between Love and Sports, we out.